Dear, we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard Hey, good morning, guys. This is uh, Behind... <laughs> Behind the beers, we're going to pull the curtain back, um, take a look behind the scenes, and reveal the things you need to know about the people who are called to lead your churches and your ministries. Um, I'm Joshua Fowler. Uh, I'm a preaching ministry in, in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My partner here on the other side of the screen is a youth minister in Topeka, Kansas. Um, more importantly, he's a good friend, a great brother, and a, uh, a mentor of sorts to me. So, um, Aaron, what's going on this morning, man? Um, just a regular Tuesday morning here in Topeka. So it is, it is hot in Topeka, but it is what it is. Just a regular Tuesday morning. Um, what does a regular Tuesday morning in Topeka, Kansas look like? For me or for <laughs> like the regular Topekian? I don't even know if that's right, Topekian, but it sounds really cool. Topekan. I think you had an extra I in there. Hmm. Well, to morning, uh, to morning, to morning. <laughs> This morning, sometimes to save time, you just need to combine words. That's this right. morning, uh, my wife has the day off. So um, I am working my schedule. Usually Friday, Saturdays are my days off, um, which is like a whole different topic. Like, because when are most youth events? Fridays and Saturdays. Right. So doesn't really doesn't really work out that super well. So, uh, so I will be, after this, I will be taking the day off. And spending it with my lovely wife and my son. Um, got some plans. Got some things that we're gonna be doing. Might go play some frisbee golf uh, today. So looking forward to that. And um, then I will be spending my Friday working. Good old froth, as you used to say. Go oh play man, some I froth. shot. A, <laughs> I shot a plus four the other day uh, at 18. I was feeling really good. Oh, plus four. But man, like. I am so weak compared to like when I was in college. Like I cannot believe how far I used to throw that frisbee. It takes a lot of extra grunting to get it to go pretty far now. Yeah, man, I was uh so there's this little there's a couple little courses around. There's one over at a uh, Highland Road uh park that um I don't play enough to know well. Uh but there's one of the guys I play with here like, "Oh no, we have uh right over here." So but we picked up this guy who was kind of a, he was there, he was by himself. He's like, you mind if I jump in with you? I'm like, yeah, oh, I guess. Uh, by the way, we're playing the people. short ones, right? We're, we're, we're not playing the, um, my, my elbow and my shoulder uh, can't handle it right now. Uh, but we're playing with this guy and he just like flips this thing out there and it just carries and carries and carries. And I'm like, dude, that's not fair. Like I, I'm throwing with all of my might and um, I'm, I've got three quarters of that distance. Right. Yeah, I recently just taught somebody to play. And, uh, you know, you have those discs in your bag that you find or other stuff like that that don't have markings on them. So I was like, oh, well, here, yeah, try throwing this disc. Instantly <laughs> doubles the length of his throw. Throws, like, ridiculously well now. And I was like, I'm going to need that back. <laughs> yeah. Also probably illegal. No, it was. it's a, it's a, it's a legit disc. It was a good disc. Yeah, Jonathan, I just don't like it. what in the world is Togepi? I am uh, not really sure. That would be a Pokemon. 
I thought he was yeah, a boomer. <laughs> hey, I know my Pokemon, at least the ones that are in Pokemon Go. So, you know, you, you forget I have the a son. Togepi's are, are in Pokemon Go. Okay. It's not one that... I have a shiny. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We've digressed. Maybe it's because we, we have much sleep. We are. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. We should probably talk about something ministry-related. Man, we're getting ready to take a little trip to uh, Lake Charles tomorrow. Taking a oh. four or five guys out there to uh, do some do some cleanup work. Uh, one of my partners in my football officials association has a has a friend out there, and I talked to him last night, and he said, "Yeah, he said we got a we got a mess. Just it's one of the worst storms, damage wise, mm. that we've seen." And I'd say I can't imagine what this would have looked like had those two storms lined up like they said it was going to and hit the mouth of Mississippi and New Orleans days apart. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of work to be done out in about from Lake Charles to Monroe. It's not very often you see a storm get three and a half hours inland and still be hurricane strength. So Yeah. Yeah, no joke. We're gonna go put on some uh, dirty clothes and do some <clears throat> manual labor tomorrow so uh, hopefully nobody keels over from the heat yeah no joke i bet it's hot no power which means no ac no gas no food no ice so we'll be carrying everything that, uh, everything with us we can isn't that crazy just like it feels like <clears throat> in the drop of a hat like your your schedule everything you had planned can just instantly change um you know like uh, we have to be so flexible like in our lives but i feel like ministers and ministry in general like if you're not flexible like you're gonna break like it's it's not gonna work like you have to you have to be flexible one the job requires you to be flexible two the lifestyle requires you to be flexible um you know and and that's a good talk for for some time you know when is when are we too flexible i think you've we've hit on that note a little bit you know where we've got to take care of our family and such but at the same time like we we do have to be you have to be flexible and we have those like really weird schedules um i always my this is my favorite point i'm I'm gonna make this is my transition in i was working on this okay (laughs) that like so often like people people will compare us to teachers right and i always love that because i i sit there and i go but don't teachers have summers off and i know there's plenty (laughs) of other teachers out there who like work side jobs or do summer school and do all this other kind of stuff. And, and that's cool. Like, I think that's great. And I think you should, if that's what you want to do, then do that. But I'm like, but I work like double twice as hard in the summer. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, that should be like overtime pay or something, you know, <laughs> um, like crazy, the weird schedules that we have to work in the summer. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's hard enough, like in the home, you know, when the kids are out of school, mm-hmm. uh, as a, I don't say as a young minister, as a young person, I didn't really understand that. Um, I, I say that we had, we had kids pretty early, but when you have kids that get into school and then the summer schedule comes and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, they're home and they're home all the time. Um, I still have to go to work. Uh, we were very, very fortunate that my wife was able to work out of our home doing some uh, childcare and things. So. And a lot of the child care she did were for, you know, a lot of friends who, who didn't have that ability. And during the school right. year, she would do child care for uh, teachers mm-hmm. because that allowed her to be home with our kids 
when we were out of school, had the same kind of vacation schedule and holiday schedule. Uh, but summer, summer schedules are so bizarre. Um, and I used to tell my church in Kansas City, especially in youth work, right? It's not, it's not so much the case as a preaching minister. Um, although you're dealing with a whole different range of, of family schedules in, in the summer. But yeah. I used to tell my, my, my elders that when, when May 1st would come around or when June 1st would come around, I was like, hey, guys, I'm headed to uh, SoulQuest and I'll see you in three months. And they're right, like, what? Yeah. yeah, what do you mean? It's like, well, we got SoulQuest and then we're back for three days and we're going to Honduras for two weeks. And then we'll be back for three days and then we're going out to, to camp. And then I'll be back for two days before we leave for a family vacation just to take a breath. And then I'll get back and I'll be at the senior session of camp. Um, and then we'll have our end of the summer activities. And then come September 1st, I might be able to breathe. So um, I know. It is wild to sit there and tell somebody <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, I am literally gone seven and a half weeks out of, uh, you know, 12, 12 weeks. Right. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm literally, I'm gone. And the best part about that is exactly what you said. Um, is, is we, I'm going to go here for two weeks. I'm going to come home for two days. Those two days are not restful days. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how much pre-planning, how much pre-buying, how much pre-anything that you can do. Those two days are always full of, which parents, if, if there's any parents watching and you wonder why sometimes your youth minister is a little bit cranky when you're like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm just now getting the form. It's because they have spent a lot of time preparing and pre-planning. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, there's like always like not just one, but like four or five who are like, oh, well, this is, I know this is last minute, but it's okay, right? And you're like, yes, I, I want to be there and spiritually transform your child and i want them to have this experience but come on man get it sooner <laughs> come on man come on man you know so we used to uh, always come home i think about soul quest um mm -hmm. and i think about our camps that that we would do when we were there at tall grass together um mm -hmm. you know when we would come home on that saturday night um i never in my life have been so filled and so exhausted at the same time Oh, absolutely. Um, and I remember one, uh, one, I had one group of parents who said, hey, man, we'd love to come out there and help you. Uh, you need chaperones. Said, yes, I always need chaperones at SoulQuest. Always. Um, always. I always need chaperones for these things. It's me and sometimes my, or me and my wife and sometimes 20, 30, or 40 kids. So the more adult eyes I can have on these kids, the better. It's like, right. okay, so uh, what does a week look like at SoulQuest? It's like, well, we start at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. um, and we wrap up the day at midnight Round and then one. you and I get to go to bed around 1230. Once we make sure that everyone is where they're supposed to be, nobody's out loitering or lingering around. And then you got to be at the breakfast hall by seven when the kids start arriving to make sure that everybody's up and awake and out of bed. Um, and throughout the day, you have a little bit of time to rest, but for the most part, we're going. From activity to Bible class to worship to activity to Bible class to worship. It's so, so filling. So, so fulfilling. Um, <laughs> and then you man. get to drive home <laughs> 12 hours uh, in a very large van full of kids who are all going to fall asleep on the way home. 
Yeah. But don't worry, on the way there, they're going to scream and yell because they're so excited to get <laughs> Yeah. Actually, now they're all watching Netflix um, and other things, but, but yeah. So it's just such yeah, a, like, uh, a bizarre, like, shift, right? Because you go from the school year where it's like, okay, Friday and Saturday, maybe a Wednesday night, but they've got school activities, you know, so everything is a little bit kind of tame, although the weekends are still kind of late, to summertime hits and they're because they're home all day, you know, like, hey, man, let's go hang out. I'm going to be up there at the youth room. We're going to come play ping pong. We're going to go over here. And that activity ends up lasting into the evening and the night. And because they don't have to get up in the morning, mm -hmm. I, I still got an office hour to keep. They don't. <laughs> but you're not going to leave them if they wanted to spend some time with you. So, Or or I've still got a lesson to prep. Yeah, true. You know, that's, that's for a class big one tonight. for me. <laughs> yeah, for class tonight. In a couple hours. I guess they'll put that together. Yeah, um, that always amazes me. You know, I was training some uh, some teen or teen, I always want to say teens because they were teens, some volunteers uh, to be directors at camp. And one of the zooms that we had, one of the conversations that we had, was about okay, so what do you do as a director? Um, and I said, well, I said it's really great. I said, you know how staff meeting starts at this time? Yeah, I get up at this time. You know, they're like, you know, how staff meeting starts at like seven. I get up at 6.30. Uh, why do you do that? Well, I make sure the coffee's going. I make sure I get a cup of coffee. Uh, I said I pray <laughs> over the staff and over the camp, and then I get my notes together for staff meeting, which I don't know if you know, I run. <laughs> <laughs> I said, then you get to do this. You got to make sure all the activities are lined up. You got to make sure everyone's plugged in and knows exactly what they're doing. I said, then you got to deal with the problems. Because uh, there's always problems, not enough toilet paper. Aaron, I don't know where the key to this is. I don't know where this. So you got to take care of all that. And your cooks are like, "Hey, I don't know what happened, but I didn't buy eggs. Crazy, <laughs> right?" And you're like, "How did you not buy eggs? You know, so so you got to deal with that. Um, you know, who needs eggs then, for breakfast? And then you got to be like, "Oh well, I got to do a morning announcements, or, or oh, I got to lead singing, or oh, I got to teach Bible class, or oh, I got to lead the encounter." You go going, you going. And it gets to the evening and you have you have evening worship and it's awesome and you get to you, you gotta send everyone to bed uh but then on that you gotta like make sure everyone gets their meds right like you gotta you gotta go sit by the nurses check in with the nurse hey let me go ahead and make sure everyone okay let me go hunt down these same four kids you know talk to their counselors make sure they go take their meds oh they didn't well do and, it again and the like when it comes to that there are you know a handful of kids who's you know, their mm -hmm. medication is like allergy medication, you know, and if they don't take it, they get a stuffy nose or, or their eyes water. There are some of those kids who, if they don't get what they need in the evening or the morning, completely revolutionizes your week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, no, no. I need this needs to oh, be yeah. right. This needs to be right. Yeah. Um, and then and then you're like, you know what? I haven't had any me time. So then you play ping pong with a guy till about one or two a.m. And you start your day all over again, you know. I know, and then um, the guy you're playing ping pong with is ready to keep going until two thirty or three, right? But, but somebody's tired and needs to go to bed. But the younger guy is like, "Oh man, I need at least <laughs> eight hours of sleep, which I ain't gonna get." So hey. let me go sleep on this really hard, uncomfortable camp mattress. <laughs> what do they say? Sleeps for the weak. My dad used to say, "That's all right. I'll sleep when I'm dead." Uh, yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> I never felt more dead than at the end of summer. <laughs> yeah, it's a. The, the other thing that kind of comes with uh, 
you know, we were just talking about it, you know, in the beginning, you, you have everything kind of planned, laid up. Um, I know what my days are going to look like. Um, you know, huh. Monday's a recoup day, Tuesday's a day where we kind of put everything together. Wednesday, the Bible class comes kind of into form. Thursday, the sermon comes into form. Uh, Friday, I have a, a day off. Saturday, the mind is just going nuts. Um, mm -hmm. And then Sunday, Sunday. Um, Saturday is, what did I forget? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people's needs, um, you know, they don't, uh, they don't arrive on your schedule, right? No. Um, no, they don't. Illnesses, um, tragedies, celebrations, accidents, mm -hmm. um, sometimes just those personal crises or needs for advice or mm -hmm. just calls for help. Uh, or, yeah, that call for help, like just recently, um, well, not recent. well, yes, recently and, and multiple times. I'm sure you've gotten this call. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, 1030 uh, or midnight or 1 a.m. Hey. I'm at this party and, and I don't feel comfortable. I need someone to come pick me up. Um, I'm afraid to call my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, what do, what do you say to that? I'll pencil you in at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I've got some free time. Yeah. yeah, right. The answer is, hey, babe. Yeah. We got to wake Sam up and, and we're going to go pick up so-and-so and take him take him home. Yeah. You know, uh, so there's two of us and we're going to take him home. And um and people don't understand that stress that's that's placed on your spouse and those moments of things like that because my wife gets up super early to go to work mm -hmm. and her heart says, "Yeah, absolutely, let's go, let's, yeah. let's go do it," and, and and we go and do it. And um, um, but yeah, I've I've been in those situations recently and like a lot, and and you got to be there. Like, hey, I don't know how I got in this situation, uh, but I need you to to pick me up and then walk walk me through it with my parents or, or whatever. And I, I've also had that call in the summer at like two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, Hey, right. I'm over at my friend's house and they're doing stuff. I don't want to be a part of. Can you, or there's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's emotionally tolling, but yeah, the phone it, doesn't turn off. No, it, it does very often. Um, and you know, even when it does, like, I don't know about you, but when my phone is off, I feel guilty. Not oh, because stressed. Mm -hmm. not because I feel the need to be connected to my phone all the time, but um, you know, there's a the part of me that says, What if what if someone needs something and mm -hmm. and I was taking some time for me and they needed something from me? Uh that, yeah. not saying that's the healthiest way to go about it, right? Because Absolutely, no. That no. self self care is so so important to be able to um mm -hmm. keep yourself in a position where you're able, you know, to, to show up in those moments. Um, you know, I've, I've had some of those, you know, messages that come like as Bible class is starting, you know, and I've had mm -hmm. to say, all right, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take a moment here because I need to address this. Mm -hmm. And if I'm on my phone in the middle of class, it's not because this isn't important. It's because there's this other, other crisis that's going on at the same time. And yeah, it is, is what it is. Um, ideally someone would step up and say, Hey, uh, hand me your notes. Let me teach class for you. You go take care of that. Um, right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that that's a fair thing to I, ask or expect of people either. So I, I've never met that person. Um, I'd like to meet that person. That'd be cool. I also don't know the person who would be able to take my notes and decipher them and make them into a class. 
<laughs> because <laughs> that is very true. They're, they're geared very specifically for the way my mind works, and um, it, I've been told it doesn't work the same as others. So, yeah, um, I could see that. There's so much. Yeah, though, but that, that inconvenience. Yeah. That inconvenience is just is just almost like a, a way of life. I love how um, there's something that you said earlier. I want to talk about. You said uh, you know you have this idea of how your day is gonna go. Man, I I love those days when I sit there and I I have an, a full list of things I want to get done, and then at the end of the day I go, what happened? Where was it? <laughs> oh well, I I guess I I went and did this and I went and did this and so and so's hips broken and they needed someone to mow their lawn so I went and mowed their lawn you know and uh, you know so all of a sudden your whole day went and you didn't get anything done that you needed to get done, but you were doing work and ministry all day. Yeah, um, that's right. That, that always seems to happen like when I'm trying to prep for camp or something like that. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend today and I'm going to do all this. And then before I know it, like the day's over and I didn't get to any of it because said so-and-so had come up. Um, sometimes uh, uh, sometimes I think the more um, the more convinced I am how a day is going to go, the harder God laughs and says, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got some other things coming down your way today. Um, and usually what I find is um, in those moments, like I'm thinking about, you know, this week, uh, we'll probably Wednesday and Friday, we'll probably be out in the Lake Charles area helping helping some people clean up after the hurricane. Um, you know, I don't have time in my week to just take two days and mm. completely reassign them, not partially, not a couple of hours, but to completely reassign them. Mm -hmm. Um but when that happens and those days have to be reassigned, I generally discover I do have the ability. Um, you do have the ability to say, okay, let's look at the rest of the week. What's important? What can go? What needs to stay? What do I need to prioritize so that these things can occur? Um, and I find myself in those moments maybe the most productive um, because it's pressing. Yeah. I think about uh, you know, writing a paper at, for, uh, at OC. You know, you've had weeks to prepare for this paper, but the months. night, months sometimes, yes. The <laughs> night before it's due, we uh, we would have dinner. Um, Heather and I would, you know, put the kids in bed. Uh, we would go go to bed, lay down, watch a TV or show or something, and then uh, she would go to sleep, and then I would get up, go make a pot of coffee, sit down, and start hammering out a paper that I should have written four weeks ago, but just couldn't right. wrap my mind around the concept. Um, and then in the span of about seven hours, um, it's, it's done, annotated, booked, ready to go. I just got to show up and print it. And then I get done, put everything away, go wake up the work. kids. <laughs> and the printer doesn't work, right. Um, but just that all-nighter. <laughs> something about, um, you know, being pressed in that moment. Like the pressure's mm -hmm. on, you got no option, get it done, or you fail. Mm -hmm. Um pushes you to that place where you discover some things about yourself that uh, maybe you didn't know before. Mm -hmm. You you did all yours early though, right? You were always, always done weeks ahead of time. I was always done a couple days. Well, I'm such a bad speller and grammatically <laughs> incorrect all the time that I had to get it done like two or three days before so that I could find some that I trust and been like, hey, could you like fix this so I could pass? <laughs> I never once, I never once got a comment on any of my papers of, well, I don't agree with this theologically here. Boy, you were really off. It was always, 
grammar was a little off. Misspelled <laughs> Who a couple you words. Had a spell? <laughs> and I was like, ah, like come on. Not saying that I'm theologically sound, but they say, dude, grammar, Aaron, we have spell check. Sticks out more. There's, I know. there's a little red squiggly line under every word that's misspelled. And I said, oh, I thought that was just neat decoration I, that word put on my papers to tell me it was pretty. I should work for them because I break spell check. <laughs> I will be red line free and there will be misspellings. That's how good I am. Yeah, you um, misspell words so, so poorly that they spell new words. <laughs> that's right. I invent new languages. I just sent an email out to parents and I spent like a long time on it. And I sent it out, and I texted Lauren. I said, hey, did you read my email? What did you think? She's like, yeah, if you want to send them to me to proof them, I will, uh, I'll do that for you. And I'm like, no wonder nobody takes me seriously. I spell like a child. No wonder your wife and my wife are friends. Yeah. yeah. That was their first comment. Was, well, you can send them to me beforehand, and I'll proof them for you. I don't even have to ask. What did you think of that? Like, uh, right. I think uh, my most recent one was, you know, Saturday, I sent out an email and was like, all right, here's the deal. Sunday afternoon, there's a group from New Orleans going out. They're going to be staying on the other side of Lake Charles in a cooked warehouse. And on and on and on with all the details. And so I hear my wife from the other room say, you should really let me read these before you send them. I'm like, what? She goes, what in the world is a cooked warehouse? I said, cooled, cooled warehouse cooked you know but hey you misspell it no ac it's it's a it's the exact opposite of a cooked warehouse it's a cooled warehouse right um, like just crazy hey if an email went out and it was perfectly you know grammatically perfect and spelling was perfect and no typographical errors people would think i was uh, doing something wrong right oh yeah, yeah yeah so our next note here is something that like i have never struggled with um, this, I don't know about you. So tell me, so talk to me about this. Like, do you ever have sleepless nights before a big activity or wondering, or wondering what could have been better? I do struggle with that. Like I, I can, I can't say I have laid awake going more like, should I have said that? That That's usually what it is. <laughs> Who am I getting a call from tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like. An angry email is more like it. Nobody talks to me in person. But... <laughs> yeah. An email or a text. So I don't, it's not always like sleepless nights for me. Right. Um, although it's just like late. It takes me forever to go to sleep because yeah. it's always, I'm thinking, you know, what, uh, you know, what's coming up? Did I get everything prepared? Do I have the mm. right things? And then inevitably, you know, either whether it's part of the, the teaching or part of the setup or, you know, it's like, did I reserve the, did I reserve the vans? You know, am I going to show up at enterprise? And the guy like enterprise typically, typically it is like, Oh, sorry, man. Our 15 passenger van hasn't returned yet. And it's like, dude, I got 45 kids waiting for me at the church building. What yeah. do you have that I can take? I was like, well, we got two minivans. It's like, how am I going to get 45 kids in two minivans? I reserved three 15-pack vans for a purpose, and you said you had them. Um, you said you would have them. I've had them reserved for weeks. Um, you know, so right, the, yeah. the things that are out of my control, the mm -hmm. things that are out of my control, they, they just plague my mind. 
because to me, those things reflect back on me, whether that's true Absolutely. or not, um, you know, is, is debatable, but in my mind mm-hmm. they do. So, so that keeps me up. Um, I hear about that. There's also the, um, there's also the, I, I call it like, I have to wind down. It takes me a long time to wind down after an event. So Wednesday nights uh, are always the worst for me. So like this Wednesday night, we're going to do an in-person devotional, um, you know, high energy. I've got that energy. I'm talking to kids. We're hanging out. We're singing songs. We're doing stuff. Like, it's not like I just go home and go to bed. Um, you know, that doesn't happen for me. And it also, also, uh, we do elder meetings, staff elder meetings. So tomorrow night, we'll have a staff elder meeting. Um, well, I leave an elders meeting and I'm like charged with an energy too. Right. And so, um, I like, I get home and, um, like I've gotten into bed and Lauren's like kicked me out and been like, you're just all over the place. You need to like go and do something so I can get some sleep. <laughs> so like I, you know, well, you know, church is over at eight elders meetings over 10 30, 11 sometimes. Well, I'm not, I'm not ready to fall asleep until uh you know one two a.m well that makes thursday thursday's a long day sometimes uh when i when i've got that charge or that feeling i'm just wound up from everything um it'd be curious to get like an elder's opinion and 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 see what they kind of what happens uh, how do they feel after a wednesday night elder meeting or if other churches even do wednesday night elder meetings i don't know but yeah ours use on sunday afternoons uh there is that I mean, when so, even when something has like gone really well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like I just yeah. have that adrenaline. That and then I just want to talk about it to anybody and everybody that'll listen, which is usually my okay. wife, and she's like, "Babe, I got to go to sleep." And it's like, "Yeah, but I need to call somebody then." Like, who can I call at twelve? Um, sorry, Aaron, Aaron or Jonathan, you know. Uh, who am I? It's probably I, not, probably not Jonathan. He's an hour later than us. He's over in Kentucky. So, if it's midnight my time, it's one o'clock his time, and his wife is pregnant. So, um, they, uh, she's in, she's in that sleepy mode right now, I think. Um, and he's in making sure she's comfortable mode, because I know what kind of it's good dad and husband Jonathan is. So, so yeah, it's a um, it's just one of those things that just consumes. You know the the mind, the thought, the emotions mm. that uh, because we want we want to do our best, right? Uh, we mm-hmm. want to provide what is best. Um, like, yeah, that was okay. That's not acceptable for me. Um, right. It should be at times that. And I've look. I've given this advice to so many people. Everything you do can't be a home run. Um, Every once in a while, you're going to hit a single, you're going to hit a double, you're going to hit a triple, and then you're going to knock some out of the park. But you can't you're do strike it. out. Or sometimes, hey, let's not talk about strikeouts, okay? Uh, but some of them do. Some of them just flop, and it's just the natural, uh, the part of just the natural ebb and flow of human activity. Um, what Acts chapter six may be the greatest uh, miracle in all of the scripture. Right? I told us the church the other day that um, the apostles made a decision, and this pleased everyone in their presence like whoa everyone really they all agreed um that is amazing i never caught that so there's just this um such a such a pressure because you know you know the good 
that this can do for people, for young people, for older people, for parents, for families, for single people, that you just want all of your events just to go and, and to go like you've planned them. Uh, what I really struggle with is in the moment once the plan is going off, I'm right. really good at kind of adapting and just saying, okay, God, whatever you need this to be, it's yours. Um, the spirit's mm -hmm. going to move me and shape me and it's going to create in this, this, uh, this flow. Um, but leading up to that surrendering control is something that really, uh, it's just really, really a, a challenge for me. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, uh, a lot of that too is, is, uh, is learning how to like, um, for me, it's a lot of breathing. For me, for me, it's all about when I want to release control and, and when I've got to give things over, it's all about breathing for me. I don't know what it is about breathing. I mean, those Eastern religions really have something to do with like breathing through it and just being like, okay, well, it is what it is. Like I, I can do my part and I can bring my best, but it doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's going to go. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad go. you didn't say it was hot yoga that you were dependent on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of hot yoga. Goat yoga, I might could get behind, but uh, <laughs> we actually call it a uh, hot broga. So, <laughs> oh, a bunch of us bros it. get together. Oh, no women funny. allowed in our <laughs> yoga class. You know, the other aspect, which which kind of comes in with so much of what goes on, is. Like a, a lot of times we see an activity mm. um, and there are a handful of people who see the wider scope of that activity. Mm. Like I think about, you know, our Polar Express night here at the, we do a, around Christmas time every year, um, get together, everybody shows up, the whole gym is decorated like a, like a scene out of a Hallmark movie. Mm. Um, you know, there's a snowscape, there's trees up, there's a little spot for the jolly old fat man to come in and visit the kids. Um, our pipe and drapes are up, the, the tables are decorated like um, uh, train cars. Uh, we've got a hot chocolate station and a popcorn bar and all kinds of different things that come in. Um, and that begins on Sunday afternoon with a service project for the fire station here that we share a parking lot with. Um, and so some people will come in, they'll wrap gifts for uh, the staff at the elementary school across the street. Some will come in and make cookies for the fire station. Some will just come in and enjoy the movie and the fellowship, but it's just an event. Um, right. I get to see the four or five ladies that spend day after day after day for weeks before making the decorations. Um, and you know, I know the work that goes into finding the families that we're going to serve and the staff that we're going to do our service project with and connecting with the fire station. There's just so much that is entailed in organizing a big group of people. Um, and by big group of people, I'm talking, you know, 15 or more. That there's just so much that goes into that kind of prep. Um, yeah. It's un like the setup and takedown of events is, um, is dramatic. I remember... Um, okay, so my favorite, I shouldn't say favorite preaching intern, but one of our favorite preaching interns that we ever had at Central um, was so funny. His name was his name was Trevor, Trevor Rick. And uh, last minute, 
last minute someone came to me and said, you know what, Aaron, we should really have uh, VBS shirts. Okay. Scope out a little bit. We were doing a VBS at central and then taking that VBS up to Canada and doing it. So I ordered my boys Sunday cool shirts for us when we went to Canada, but I did not, they were not going to be in time for the, the central VBS. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because they had more of a, a mission trip Canadian theme as well. Um, so last minute, uh, a prominent parent, couple parents said, um, we're not having VBS shirts for here. How will people know if we're a part of the church or, or you know, or anything like that? So I was told by one of my shepherds, Aaron, you, you need to solve that problem. Literally 24 hours before we're going to start VBS. So Trevor and I get in my Buick at the time. We drive to every Walmart. First off, you have to get everyone's t-shirt size who's involved. That's a nightmare. That took a couple <laughs> hours a right nightmare. there. Yes, because you ain't, you ain't guessing. You ain't guessing Susan's size. <laughs> you know, that's dangerous territory. So we jump in my Buick. We go to all these different Walmarts. I didn't know we had all these Walmarts in Topeka. It's wild. Just buying the same colored green shirt that we can in every size. I'm calling Walmarts. Hey, do you have this shirt? Great. Can you hold them for me? I'm coming. They're like, what? I then I go and <laughs> yes, and then I go and I buy those iron-on designs. Lauren, by the way, is at home doing her artsy thing, designing a, a VBS shirt. It was like spy themed or whatever. Uh, sends it to us. We finally get back. We spend that night watching, I think it was The Office or Friends or something on the TV in the youth room, cutting out these designs, then ironing, ironing them, them on for 50 shirts. Uh, and that was like my, that was my rest day before BBS. That doesn't include like painting like this 40 foot tall, like a banner to be a cityscape, making sure all the costumes, I mean, everything else that you have to do to make sure everything's going to run smoothly the next day, uh, to last minute have to create 50. So we have some, we had some that were like dark green, some that were a little bit lighter green, but they were all green. <laughs> they were shades of green. They were shades of green. Um, well, so, I mean, it's just Because like, the, the kicker is you're going off a of budget too, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, it's not like you have um, unlimited capital to spend. And so, yes, I want to do this. I want it to be effective, but also I have to understand that, yeah, I could go to this t-shirt shop and they could have me some t-shirts printed in about 12 hours if I'm right. willing to pay $35 a shirt. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't have that. So when, when someone <laughs> says go handle it, they mean handle it and handle it cheap, which, which reminds me of, the the different ways that we would like run around Topeka getting ready for camp trying to find some of the most bizarre supplies for a camp activity or for camp wars or for an encounter and you know the looks you would get when it's like I need 150 pool noodles <laughs> right yeah how, how many stores do you have to go to at the you end of the summer noodles. to find 150 pool noodles. Um, in the summer. Or inner tubes. Remember when we had to, like, we could not find oh, inner tubes. Yes. For, for poor, poor Mansumo. Like, we, we went to, like, so many different stores, <laughs> and they're like, no. 
we we eventually got like uh tire tubes tire tubes yes that was crazy um my favorite moment my favorite moment in washington was was going in and i wish i would have gone with somebody else and worn the mario and luigi outfits but walking (laughs) in and then purchasing 126 plungers plungers for plucky for a game for a game called plucky um, and the look on someone's like when she was checking me out was like, "How many do you have?" What? Like 100, 126. And I was like, "You don't want to know what kind of clog I'm dealing with." <laughs> and she just about like fell over. And then I was like, "No, no I'm just kidding. I'm a youth minister, and this is for a game, and yada yada yada." But uh, also very difficult to find that many plungers. Um, I actually got there luckily on a stock day at Home Depot. And I bought them out of their cheap plungers. Um, it's kind of funny. That is, uh, how many do you want? All of them. Just put yeah. them all in. Do you have Just any in the back I can take as well? That's right. Yeah, we or in these. your bathrooms. I don't care. It's fine. I'll wash them. Yeah, right. Can I get a discount, yeah, I'll please? Take, I'll, I'll take, take anything at a discount. Um, that, uh, that mentality, you know, that, you know, first one in, last one out. Um, mm, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of comes along with that. It goes along with the setup and tear down. There's so much that leads up to it. But I think about, uh, you know, on Sundays, you know, when I get here, and this is not going to be early for some, but it's early for me because of how late the nights tend to be. But, you know, my Sunday starts about 5 a.m. here. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here at the church building, you know, a few hours before Bible class starts just to make sure everything's in order. You know, I go through the different classrooms, um, you know, and I pray over the things that go, that will go on in those rooms. Um, I pray over the people that will fill, you know, the auditorium, uh, when we were allowed to fill the auditorium. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's so much that goes into that. And then, and then afterwards, you know, I, I talked to a lot of our like building guys who are there for security and lockup. You know, a church is over and it's been, you know, 30 minutes and they're like, um, hey, you guys about done? And it's like, I'll lock up. Don't worry about it. You know, as long as people are around and, and engaging one another and having that fellowship, I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to allow that space, uh, which generally means that uh, if we're meeting someone for lunch mm-hmm. um, and they've already gone to the restaurant, then uh, we're going to get there in order as they're eating. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a group we meet with on Sunday nights and. uh you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take what's left around the table as far as, you know, seating goes. Um, but it's a, and it's not something that, you know, is begrudging, you know, it's something that is done, um, because we know how valuable that, that time is and that space is. And and well, and how it comes across too, sometimes we used to have a problem. Uh, I was working at a church and they used to have this problem of like, they would have a deacon who was, in charge of locking up the church well they'd want to get to lunch so they would just people would be in the auditorium fellowshipping and talking and guess church is over guess we're shutting it down and they would walk out and be like i'm locking the doors you know and it would be like man what does that say like and we had visitors who were there and the lights get turned off on them um you know I will say this: there are people who who see the bigger picture sometimes, 
and uh, I appreciate those people who who will come to me and say, "Hey, hey, I'll, I'll clean up. You, you take off. You take off. It's yeah. okay." Um, and that's like that's hard for me to accept sometimes because you know, there's a guilt that goes with that. Like, well, no, I. It's my I'm responsibility. I need, it's my responsibility. Right. I need to do this. Um, I'm in charge of our New Year's party every year. I don't know how that happened. Honestly, I have no <laughs> idea how that happened. Um, but I, the last couple of years, there's been a, a couple families that say, no, 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 Aaron, you, you set up, you you did all this, you did the devotional, you, you got all the games and everything ready. You head home. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll finish doing the tables and cleaning up. And I'm like, man, thank you. I like, I appreciate that. Um, and that's all they did. That's all they did for that entire event was, hey, I'm going to come and clean up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our janitor at, at Central, he's one of those guys. Um, he, he'll he just come in and be like, don't clean it up. I'll get to it, like, tomorrow. You know, because he's like, I'm already going to come in tomorrow, and I'm going to have to pull everything out and clean it anyway, so just don't don't worry about it. You know? Yeah, so when you come uh, up later and it's not done, you don't need to do it. I got it, right? Yeah, he's he's going to do it, you know. <laughs> And my favorite thing is, is I'll go to him, and his name's Tom Lawner, and I love this guy. And uh, I say, hey, you know, I, I, I'm sorry I forgot to do this. And he'll be like, well, guess I'll just drink another cup of coffee. <laughs> like, that's his answer for, like, everything. And, and anything. Well, I guess I'll just drink another yeah. cup of coffee. Um, so bless his heart. I, I love that man. He, he does an awesome job, and he's so, he's so good. And it, when he loves – a couple episodes ago, we talked about finding darts in the auditorium. He loves finding Nerf darts in, in like the craziest places. Like he's like, I found this here. That's crazy. How'd you guys even, you know, I mean, it's just, it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes it I is... just want to go around the church and place darts in places. Just for him to find them. Like I found this in the bottom of a coffee cup or a coffee, <laughs> coffee can. What? Yeah. Crazy. I have a, uh, most of my, my guys that lock up know uh, now that uh, if I'm here, um, I'll, I just need you to leave me leave me the lights in one door. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you know everything else, if I don't have, to, I don't worry about the hallway. I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. You can lock up the rest of the building. Just you know, mm-hmm. leave us an exit and lights. Um, and I will always take care of the exits and the lights. That you know, that one thing. And, and so that's kind of the way it runs now. Is they kind of come up and say, "Hey, you got it?" I was like, "I got it." He said, "All right, just the lights and that door. Everything else is good. I'm like golden." Um, but it's a, a big difference. it's it's kind of the honor, you know, right? It's it's, it's the honor of the position that mm-hmm. you're in to kind of be um, that first one in, last one out, um, making sure that everyone has everything they could possibly need to do what they need to do in this in this life of Christianity. So, um, I take that solace at the end of church camp uh, when the last last camper leaves, yeah. last counselor leaves, and I'm and I'm standing there. At tall grass by myself like when i got there because when i get there i'm by myself i'm the first one there um you know the cooks have been out but they're they're gone and they'll come back a little bit later you know and you have that quiet moment where it's just me and god and i'm i'm a, at the start of camp i'm in awe of what he's gonna do at the end of camp i'm in awe at what he just did for that whole week and i'm just you know, I take Lauren's like, well, you're going to be home a little bit later. And I'm like, yeah, I said, cause I'm going to take that time and I'm going right. to, I'm going to take that time and pray and, and thank God for what a blessing, what an amazing week. Um, and that's the same thing for me. Like at the end of a mission trip, the last kid gets picked up. 
I don't hop in my car and peel out and leave right away. I, I just kind of take a moment. And you just kind of like you just kind of have those moments where you look around. You know, it's that honor that you kind of say, but it's also for me, it's that thanks God for letting me be a part of this. Uh, yeah, and this. you know, the remarkable thing is even with you know my my imperfection. Um, the ways in which my planning has fallen short, the ways in which uh, camp wars or a sermon or an order of worship or um, an encounter um, failed in ways, you know, when you look back over um, the whole picture, um, mm -hmm. you can kind of take that moment and you see, you see some things you didn't get to see in the moment, right? In that, in that moment of reflection. That says, man, I am sure glad God is able to work um, through this uh, through this jar of clay, right? <laughs> through this clay right. vessel yeah. um, no that needs to be shaped and molded and painted and fixed over and over again. So, well, brother, sure. we got a we got a little uh, longer than usual. You got any parting words before uh, uh, before we take off? I just tell the guys, press on. Remember the guys that work for you. Remember. Uh, uh, that what you see is just um, a very, very small portion of, of of what transpires in those activities. And I look forward to talking about kind of our, our families and some of the ways that uh, that, that yeah. works out with them next week. I think it's important just to remember um, to just what we always say at the end of every episode, Galatians 6, 9. Uh, and we hope that through this entire podcast, through everything that we say that, that – um, we're not giving off this message that we're weary, uh, that we're upset, that we're angry, or that we're complaining. Uh, instead, we want to encourage, um, encourage in this idea of understanding and knowing. Uh, so don't be, don't grow weary in doing good. Um, ministry's rough. Uh, it's a long life. It's a long road. Um, but taking those moments and finding that solace in God and remembering He's in control—that's the power source that we tap into. So uh, from here, from behind the beards, I'm, I'm Aaron, and, and this is Josh, and we'll be excited to see you again next week. Come by and join us. We're all growing a beard. A man's face should never be bare. We just want some facial hair. We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard.